The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Father, I pray as we pray today, open our eyes, physical and spiritual. Open our ears, physical and spiritual, to see the reality of your prayer for us. Opportunities granted unto us so we can enter the place of rest that have granted unto us in this month and beyond. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 It's an honor to be back in God's favorite house. I say this is my home church and I also appreciate my brother, my friend, Apostle Femi Monei. Uh, for inviting me to be part of what God is doing here. Uh, 12 years is awesome, and I believe that better things are coming to this house, and I believe God will come to strengthen you, sir, and come to increase you and send helpers to the ministry to uphold your hand, to help you deliver the mandate that God has given you in Jesus' mighty name. I also came with my crew today. The three of them are here to just pray for me, to support me, and I appreciate everything you're doing. Amen. They make me look good as a father. That's the truth. Sir, man, can you please come? I just want to say something to you. Just stand up, man. Uh, you can come, Ali. Well, as I was just worshiping, God said to say this to you. That I've seen your faithfulness. And your time of reward is now. Is now. Is now. Hallelujah. God bless you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. Father, we just thank you because as we approach your word, Father, we thank you because you give us access. Lord, whatever you want us to hear in the now, Lord, just give it to us in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we thank you. We honor you. Lord, beyond the words I will speak, Father, speak to your children one-on-one, mouth-to-mouth in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. So this morning, we are looking again at God's kind of faith. And the reason why we need to look at God's kind of faith is because the season we are in, right, is a season of new beginnings, of turnaround, the fact that we have been taught that we are made for more, and it's a season of limitless, right? But see, as we'll see from this teaching, there are key principles in the fundamental of Christian work that I think is important for us to get into in this season we are in. If there are two areas of Christian faith or teaching that you need to focus on in this season, I would say number one, how to hear from God, how to hear from God, or how to be led by the Spirit. Number two, the God's kind of faith. These two principles, if you focus on it, we unlock the things that God has prepared for us in Jesus' mighty name. So today we're going to look at God's kind of faith. And our text is found in Mark chapter 11, verse 12 to 14, and then from verse 20 to 24. Mark 11 I'm going to read from the New King James Version of the Bible. Mark 11. Say, now the next day, when he had come out of Bethany, he was hungry, right? So Jesus Christ was hungry. And then, as seeing afar off a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if by accident, perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found there was nothing but leaves. But for the season, for this, for, for his own season for figs, next verse. And in response, Jesus said to it, 
Let no one eat from you ever. And the Bible says, and disciples had it. Let's go to verse 20. Just to 20. Hallelujah. 20, verse 20. Mark 11, verse 20. Hallelujah. Just verse 20 of the same scripture. So I read. So Jesus answered said to them. So when, so, and they say, in the morning, when they were passing, verse 20, he said, in the morning as they were passed by and saw the fruit dry up from the roots, Peter, remembering what the master said, said, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed had withered. 22 said, and just as I said to them, have faith in God or have God kind of faith. For as surely I said to you, whosoever has said to this mountain, be removed and be cast to the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, doubt in his heart, but believes those things which he says, be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and then you shall have it. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So we're going to look at the subject of God's kind of faith. God's kind of faith. So why do we need to study faith? Why? We need to know why. Number one, if you look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, Hebrews 11, verse 6, it says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. It says, because it says here, it is impossible to please God, for he who comes to God must believe that he is. He is what he claims to be. And he is also a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, not casually seek him. There's some energy you must say. So we study faith because it's impossible to please God without faith. So I want to please God, I need to know about faith. Number two, the currency of the kingdom you belong to, the midst of the state of kingdom you belong to is faith. The currency of the kingdom. If you look at Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, you see that, that the currency of the kingdom you belong to is faith. It says here, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10 says, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You can see that. It is the faith that delivers salvation. You believed and you confess. You believe it and you confess it. So the currency, so salvation, if I ask you, are you born again? If you're born again, say, yeah, I'm born again. I say, how do you know? I pray the prayer. I believe that God sent Christ to die on the cross for me. And I receive that testimony and I confess with the mouth and I have salvation. So the word of God came to you and you send in faith in the word of God and salvation was delivered. Just like if you go to any store in Nigeria, you give them Naira, they give you the goods. So the currency, you need to know about faith because the currency of the kingdom you belong to is faith. You send in faith, the goods are delivered. You send in faith, deliver the goods. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So we need to understand that we know the currency of the kingdom we belong to is faith. Hallelujah. And we want to please God. Number two, I will talk about the, what faith looks like by defining faith. And before I define faith, I want to show you variant of faith. And there are two of those variants I would describe that is okay. But the other one is fake. You know, if you don't have fake ordinary, you cannot have fake. If you, have, if you have ordinary ordinary, you cannot have fake of it. For example, we don't have 5,000 naira notes. So there's no fake 5,000 naira notes in Nigeria, right? So whenever you have original, you must have a fake. So I would describe the two 
faith that is okay for Christian if you put it in the right perspective and the fake one that you need to run away from. Number one is human kind of faith, human faith. See, human faith is valid and you need to put it in the right perspective. For example, none of you check out the chairs before you start on it this morning. Did you check out? Said, Listen, you, by faith, you know. Number two, I'm yet to see a man that will get a letter of employment from his employer and say, well, we like you, we'll give you a letter of employment from September 1st, come and work for us. And then it gets to 10th of September, I say, look, by the way, I'm not sure they can pay my salary. You now say to your employer, please, can I see your bank statement in the last six months so I can, I can be sure you pay my salary? Nobody does that, right? Why? Human faith. So human faith has its place, and it's, it's good to know that. But let me say this. Once human faith comes in conflict with what kind of faith you want to describe, the human faith must bow, right? So when human faith is used in right perspective, in right atmosphere, it's okay. Right? But once he comes in conflict with God's kind of faith, then he must bow to God's kind of faith. Amen? The one that says fake is what I call mental assent. Mental assent says God is powerful. God is all knowing. You can't get to it, but I'm not sure I want to trust God to do or take my life on the word of God. Right? It looks like faith. Because say, ah, God is powerful. But say, can you trust God with your life or with whatever it is with your, to trust or accept on the word of God? I say, we must apply wisdom here. That's what Meta says does. The fact that you say God can do it doesn't mean you are working in faith. The only time you walk in faith is when you say, if God says so, and evidence says contrary, you say, I'm going with God. So God kind of faith says this. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, that's the definition of God kind of faith. And I'm going to read it from the New King James Version, and I'll also read it from uh, a prior version of scripture, what God's kind of faith looks like, the real definition of God's kind of faith. Say, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hope is futuristic. You hope in the future. But see, your hope has no substance. It's faith that gives substance to your faith. If you look at Amphi version, which will bring it clearer, it says here, classic, says, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we have hoped for. Being the proof of the things we do not see or the conviction of the reality, faith perceiving as real fact was not revealed to senses. So faith becomes your title deeds, the substance for what you hope for. Like I gave example in first service, if for example someone will say the property to you or me and says, I have a property I want to sell to you, and the person says, well, what evidence do you, can you show me that you have this property? I say, I have a title deed. I have a sea of all. I don't have to go to the property to know that that property is real. As long as I ask someone to go to the lands in Alausa to check it out and say, well, this land is existing and is okay, is free of anything, I can pay for it. I don't have to go to the land. I know that land exists because I have a title deed. The same thing. Your faith gives your hope a title deed and assurance that whatever you are believing God for is a real thing. Faith is seeing what is not revealed senses as real. That means you cannot touch it, you cannot feel it, you cannot taste it, but you know it's there. That's faith. So faith gives that what you're not revealed to your senses, you know is real because of what? Because of God. So another definition of faith that I want to share with you this morning is the fact faith is seeing 
things through the eyes of God. Faith is seeing things through the eyes of God. So faith is seeing things the way God sees it. Faith is saying, if this is the way God sees it, I'll see, I will look, look at it the way God sees it. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Another definition of faith I want to submit to us is that faith is agreeing with God or his word in spite of physical evidence. Faith is saying whatever God says is true in respect of what evidence, physical evidence says to me. I want an example of that in, in, in our father, in the, uh, our father Mo, uh, Abraham. Faith is saying whatever God says, I believe it. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18. Remember, faith is agreeing with God, his word, in spite of what I can feel, touch, or sense, or taste. So if you look at Romans, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18 says, Why would not look at things which are seen, but things which are not seen? For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. That says to us, you cannot make value judgment by what you can feel, touch, or taste, and say that's all there is to it. This scripture says, whatever you can see, touch, is subject to change, it's temporary. So, if your eyes see something, and God says something else, you can say, well, I can go with God because I know from scriptures. Whatever I can touch, feel, or taste is subject to change. So seeing as God sees is faith. Now, another funny way to look at it is that God, if you don't see, if you, know, you are seeing something physically, I say, you saw this, I say, God, can you give me your eyeglasses or eyes to see it appropriately? That's faith. Faith is saying, look, at, I look at this thing, but I don't want to look with human eye I want to look at it with the eye of the Spirit, with God's eyes. That's faith. Every time you look at things from God's perspective, not from physical perspective, you are walking by faith. Amen? Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I hope we are on the same page now. The other thing I want us to understand, I want to, there's some misconception about the faith thing message that we preach. One misconception is that people believe that faith is a panic button that you press when you're in trouble. Faith, as you will see as we describe it, faith, although we use it as a panic button, but that's not how faith should work for Christians. Faith is not escape route for trouble. Although faith can lead you out of trouble, but that's not how to work by faith. So if you wait until you press badly button, you are too late, sir. Ma, every time. You are. Until you say, okay, you see, when you exercise faith, when you're in trouble as parachute, you are not really growing in grace in that level, as you will see from what we're going to teach. So faith is not a panic button. Faith is not parachute. It's a lifestyle. I'm going to see it. It's a lifestyle. Because you need as a believer to see the way God sees, right? That was true. You also need to say, God, I want to see this situation through your eyes. It's something you do. It should be a lifestyle. If you make it a lifestyle, life becomes pleasurable. You will not be anxious. Because if you wait until you pan the button, you are too late, more often than not. But it's a lifestyle. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Number two, misconception. Faith is not denying physical facts. No. Faith is not denying physical facts. 
Faith just saying that the physical fact does not have the final say. That's what faith says. Faith says, <laughs> you are this truly stated, I can see it, I can touch it, but what I can feel or touch does not have the final say. That's what faith says. So it's not denying the facts. Facts are truly stated, but they don't have the final authority over your life or what happened to me. That was, so that's faith. So you now say, ah, I, I don't think that is true. It is there, but it's subject to change. I can see it, but I'm not going to allow it to rule my life. I know it's there, but I have a superior authority to change it. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Let's look at our father of faith in Abraham. If you look at Romans chapter 4, Romans 4, 18, you see what we have there. The Bible says concerning Abraham, he became, say, who contrary to hope, in hope believed. That means who contrary to human hope believed in Israel hope. According to what has been spoken, if you look at verse 19, it says, and being weak, weak, not weak in faith, he considered not his own body already dead since he was 100 years old. Or the deadness of Sarah's womb. Abraham did not realize, he didn't say, ah, that thing is not true. It's not there. He didn't consider it. He didn't, what it means not to consider not to give it attention. Not to focus on it. But he focused on the word that God gave me. I have made you. No, I'm going to make you. I have made you. Say, God, he said, I have made you. So what Abraham focused on in the word of God, he started seeing through the eyes of God. God said, I have made you. I have made you. I have made you. So, irrespective of what his sense is telling him, his age, that is irrelevant. Is irrelevant. So, that's what, so faith is not in denial. But faith does say, what is God saying about this thing? And I go with that. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So, like I said, faith is lifestyle. If you look at Hebrews 10 and 8, and Galatians 3, 11, it say, you see, it says, and the just shall live by faith. Romans 1, 17, Habakkuk 2, 4. It says, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Faith, I submit to you, says a man, is a lifestyle. Is a lifestyle. I want to please God every time. I want to see like God will see. I make valid judgment by ways of the word of God. Not by what I feel, what I see, because I know what I feel, what I touch, is subject to change. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So faith is a lifestyle. The other thing we want to work up that how do I develop this God kind of faith? You see, the God kind of faith, if you develop it, doubt will be flushed out. If you have developed God kind of faith, doubt will be less. And the way to develop God kind of faith is simple. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if I want faith to come, I hear. I listen to the word of God. So you flood your consciousness with the word of God and faith will develop. By spending time with the word of God, you begin to understand the ways of God, the way God thinks and the thought process of God and what God is able to deliver. Faith comes that way. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. If you look at Acts chapter 14, you also see an interesting scripture there that also will tell you that faith always comes by hearing. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Acts 14 verse 8. 
Bible says, and in Israel, a certain man without strength in his feet was seated. A crippled man from his mother's womb. That's, this man was born crippled from his mother's womb. He never walked. He never walked. Verse 9. This man had Paul speaking. And Paul, observing him intensely, seeing that he had faith to be healed. Child of God's faith can be seen. By people around you and by heaven. They see faith. Said Paul, hearing him, and God said, Paul said to me, stand up now and walk. And Bible said the man stood up and started walking. What, what happened to him? How did faith for healing came? He listened to what Paul was saying. Faith will always come when you expose yourself to the word of God. Whatever you need to have faith for, expose yourself to the word of God. No, I, I want to say this again. You were taught in the last couple of weeks about made for more. I will encourage you to spend time on those teachings. Because as you spend time for those teachings, faith for more will come to you. Faith for more. I'm not praying, sir, man. I'm just telling you what to do. <laughs> faith for more will come. I'm sure there will be teaching about limitless and the confession. Flood your consciousness with those teachings. Faith for limitless will come. You become like fish in water. Because there's something in you that, just like this man, he had Paul speaking, and faith to neutralize many years of paralysis came. Never worked. Never worked. But he listened to Paul, and faith to dislodge paralysis came. Faith will always come that way. Amen? Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The next thing we want to do, we're not doing the first one. It's like an abridged sermon. The next thing, how do I deploy faith? How do I make my faith work? 2 Corinthians 14, 4 rather. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13. 2 Corinthians 4 and 13. I read from the New King Version first, and then I will go to TPT. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. It says here, since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe, therefore I spoke. We also believe and we speak. I read from TPT. Say, we having the same spirit of faith that is described in scriptures. We having the same spirit of faith that is described in future. When it says, first I believed and then I spoke in faith. So we also believe and then speak in faith. Child of God, I will submit to you the way to deploy faith, believe in your heart and speak to your mouth. Say, we having the same spirit of faith. And let me tell you, you have done it before. If you are born again, you have done it before. You preach, they preach the word of God of salvation to you, you believed it. And you prayed the sinner's prayer. True? And what happened? Joy of salvation came. You have done it before. In the same process, we having the same spirit of faith, recalling scripture, we believe, we speak. We believe, we speak. We believe, we speak. You know, listen to another translation of scripture by way more translation of New Testament. It says, but possessing the same spirit of faith, possessing the spirit of faith, you know, when you get born again, there's a spirit that came upon you, spirit of faith came upon you. It came upon you. The Bible said, he gave unto us, if you look at Romans 12, a measure of faith, a measure of faith. The day you got born again, so what we need to do is to develop that measure. And how to develop it, what I said to you, spend time with the word of God. You develop your faith muscles. 
And then once faith is born in your heart, it will come to your mouth. It will speak it. Say, possessing the same spirit of faith, as he who wrote, I believe, therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore we will speak. Whatever you believe, say it. Stay with it and say it. <laughs> How do I know that is true? Remember the woman with the issue of blood. Bible say he has spent everything. But one day he heard about Jesus. And Bible say, for she said, you can see that in Mark chapter 5, 27 and 28. Mark chapter 5, 27 and 28 said, she heard about Jesus. And after hearing about Jesus, she said, now if I may touch the hem of his garment, I'll be whole. She declared what she believed. Say, she believed, ah, if this is true, and I believe it's true, I don't need to see his face. I don't need to ask him to pray for me. I don't need to even lay hands on me. All I need to do is touch the Say, for she said, and she moved by a confession, by what she believed. And then salvation came. And I just kind of said to him, your faith has made you old. Not my faith. Look at David. David said to Goliath, you have been defying the army of God. Say, this God that you are defying, he will give me victory over you, and your head I will cut off. He said it. He believed it and said it. Everything you make happen for yourself, you must believe in your heart and say it with your mouth. And I want to tell you, I want to round up right now, and I'll say this to you. Every message you engage with, you can bath it by faith. Every message, I can, let, just to give you an assignment, go and get the series of Made for More and dwell and come there back to back, back to back, back to back. You'll be amazed the faith that will be bathed in your heart for more. You'll be just, you just no, and I'm telling you what I've done before. You know, years ago, I was in a difficult situation financially. My pastor then, Pastor Remy Morgan, preached a sermon, my Sabbath comment. I listened to that sermon like you are listening to me today, and I bought the tape. I listened to the tape over and over again. When things happen that are contrary, I will declare my Sabbath comment. My Sabbath comment. I stayed with it. Even my son, he was two years old, he knew in a house there was a tape called My Sabbath Comment. That shows how intense we were. So I want to encourage you. Any tape about Limitless, any tape about more, go and come there. Don't assume you have had it. Come there. Let faith for more be birthed in your heart. See, when you engage with scriptures like that, you are turned to a different man. You are turned, see, the reality of the messages become something you see with your eyes. It consumes your thinking. It consumes everything about you. So when you go out and they say you cannot do it, no, no, you say, no, I can do it. I'm made for more. I'm made for more. Right? They said, it's not accessible. Say, no, it's accessible because I'm made for more. I'm made for more. If there's anything you're going to get out of today's service, just do the assignment. And I can tell you, in one month, in one month, you will be amazed about what mileage you'll cover. You'll be amazed. And I'm not telling you, it's, not, it's, 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 it's the truth of what God. By the time you engage with scripture, doubt is flushed out. Faith is bath for more. You want faith for more? Engage with those messages. Engage with them. Night and day, night and day, camp there. Then you'll be shocked. Not even shocked, don't be surprised. There's a faith that can take more, that can attract more. Come. Favor will work for you seamlessly. I'm not praying, man. I'm not. I'm not saying you that's the, what we, it's a reality that you can touch, but you must do the work. The Bible says, like we read, 
God, anyone that will, is impossible to please God, but anyone that must come to God must believe that God is as a rewarder of those who diligently, diligently, what I'm talking about, apply the pressure of diligence to your faith work. As you do that, faith is bad, doubt is flushed away, and then you come to a place where they say, how are you doing this thing? You just be smiling. You say, I engage with scripture. I engage with life. And I was transformed. Let us pray. Thank you.